What would life look like if you took 10 days of your time, 10 days of your life, and just gave it completely to seeking God with everything that you had? What would it look like in your city if your whole city was just obsessed, dangerously obsessed with Jesus over a 10-day period of time where he just became the holy focus and uh, the center of attention for your entire city? 2004, I had this incredible experience of seeing a city that had stopped everything for 10 days for the people simply just to seek God uh, with their whole hearts, with fasting, with prayer, with humility, with mourning. And so out of that experience has come this thing that we now we call the 10 days movement. I want to just take a little bit of time and tell you what 10 days is and just describe how it works a little bit. So 10 days is, first of all, a set apart season to seek God's face with mourning, fasting, and repentance. When I first had this experience, God spoke this word to me. He said, Babylon refuses to mourn, but my people will mourn before I return. So 10 days is a time to mourn. Mourning is a very rich biblical word. Um, and it's not, you don't need to take it overly literalistically. It doesn't mean like we're all gonna act like we're at a funeral, but the idea of mourning um, has to do with humbling ourselves. So 10 days is a, is a time to humble ourselves as individuals and as whole cities. 10 days is a time to fast. It can be many different kinds of fasts. Um, it could be fasting from food, a Daniel fast, uh, a juice fast where you only drink liquids or, or a water fast where you only drink water. Uh, but it can also include fasting from entertainment, media, sports, things that we often do that are good, that we enjoy. And then 10 days is a time of repentance. Repentance uh, doesn't just mean confessing our sins. It's not just like 10 days of always thinking about our sins. But repent, repentance also means turning to God. So it's turning towards righteousness, turning towards the kingdom of God, turning our hearts away from other things and turning them towards God. And also, of course, turning away from sin. So that's, that's what we want to see happen during 10 days. Uh, it's a time for fasting, for mourning and repentance. The 10 days, people, people often ask, well, when does it happen? It doesn't just happen at any random time. It happens at the same time every year. It happens during a season called the fall feasts. Now, these were feasts that God gave um, to the Hebrew people in the Old Testament. Um, and the two feasts are called uh, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And it forms a 10-day period. They're also called the Day of Trumpets or the, and the Day of Atonement. And this 10-day period is called oftentimes the 10 Days of Awe. These things are an important part of our tradition and of the biblical tradition. The book of Colossians says these feasts are shadows of things to come, but the substance is Christ. So they're like a prophetic foretelling of uh, things that God is going to do in the future. Uh, many people believe that these fall feasts prophetically point ahead to Jesus' second coming. So 10 days always happens during these fall feasts. It's an amazing um, biblical and historical thread that we get to pick up and enter into and be a part of. Which brings me to my next point. 10 days isn't just a one and done thing. It's something that happens on an annual basis. So we're not just looking to do uh, you know, a citywide prayer meeting um, 
one time or just something that sustains over a few years. This is something we want to continue to do as a rhythm of revival and awakening until the Lord comes, um, until the Lord returns. So this is something that we want to see happen on an annual basis, not a one-off event at all. This is something to do for a lifetime. Um, people ask me all the time, hey, are you going to come to our city and do 10 days? And my answer is probably not because 10 days happens in many locations at the same time. Our heart isn't just to have like a huge gathering in one place, but rather we believe God wants to unite his church in prayer, fasting, mourning, and repentance in many places all over the world at the same time. So we're literally seeing a global upper room happen during these 10 days um, in cities all over the world. This incredible season of prayer um, that is touching and impacting the community locally, but is also connected to a global movement. Last year in uh, 2020, we had a, over 150 locations around the globe that we're entering in. And we wanna just see that continue to grow as more and more people join in 10 days. So 10 days, our, our organizational model is we're decentralized organizationally, but we're connected relationally. So we don't have like a, a huge staff that we send in places, hey, go and start a 10 days, go and start a 10 days. But rather we try to find people of peace in various cities who have a heart to see the unity of the church in their city and have a heart to call the people of God in their city to prayer. And then they are the ones who take the lead on 10 days. So <laughs> we're not there micromanaging. We're not there hey, you got to do it this way, you got to do it this way, but rather we're sharing, hey, this is what we've learned, this is what we've seen happen, and then we're becoming friends. Ultimately, that's our vision. We want to see a group of friends running together after the things of God, uniting the body of Christ in cities around the globe. So we're decentralized organizationally. Each gathering is independently organized. Each gathering looks and smells and tastes different, but we're connected relationally. We're friends. And we have a support network that's there um, to support if there's problems in any city or if, if things <laughs> happen that people aren't expecting. We've probably got someone who's been through that same situation. So 10 days is organized by geography. So it's not primarily for a local congregation to do. Uh, we consider if a local congregation does it on their own, we consider that like a small group gathering but it's primarily for the body of Christ in a given area to come together. Now, this could be a neighborhood, a town, a city, a county, or a state, but it's some kind of a coming together of the body of Christ. People that don't see each other in church on a given Sunday, but are part of Jesus' body in a given area coming together. We love to partner and work with existing um, unity networks and movements in the body of Christ, pastors groups, um, kind of parachurch organizations that are that have a citywide focus. We love to partner with those groups, and we like to say 10 days is the software that you can run on your existing unity network. It's going to help that unity network become really what God intends it to be and take a step forward. Kind of continuing on that theme, 10 days is for citywide churches. Now, citywide isn't always mean citywide, but it's our shorthand to say churches in a given geography. Um, when we read the Bible, we see that the, 
<laughs> the books of the New Testament are written to the church in Corinth, right? You don't see, you don't see it written to First Baptist Church of Corinth, um, to Second Presbyterian of Ephesus. You see it written to the whole church in the whole city. And we believe that when Jesus looks at your city or your region, he sees one church, only one church. And 10 days is an attempt to bring a visible expression of that beautiful and invisible church that Jesus sees when he looks at your city. So the big idea, what's the big idea of 10 days? What's our uh, kind of end goal? Where are we headed? Um, is this vision I shared a little bit about earlier of a city stopping everything. I had this experience in 2004 of seeing a city where people had stopped going to work, stopped going to school, but that city looked like the throne room in heaven in Revelation 4 and 5 with continual worship and prayer, nonstop. That was the only activity was honoring and glorifying and exalting Jesus Christ, honoring the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit. The city was covered in the glory of God. I had never seen anything like it. And I knew this city would never be the same. And so we invite people into a season of literally stopping their normal lives to just give themselves wholly for prayer. In the Bible, we see several examples of this happening. The first one is at the birthplace of the church in the upper room. The first disciples, 120 of them, says they devoted themselves continually and in one accord to prayer over the period of 10 days. It was a, <laughs> it was a 10, the original 10 day prayer meeting. And the result of it was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Another example of a city stopping, this time it really was a whole city, is the, is the city of Nineveh in the book of Jonah, where there were 120,000 people who um, repented before God, went into mourning, stopped their normal economic and social activity. They even put sackcloth and ashes on the, on the animals. And it was an incredible movement of repentance of a city stopping. And we believe before the Lord returns, we are going to see cities stop as Nineveh stopped in incredible um, outcries of repentance, of mourning, of crying out to God and turning away from sin. Um, 10 days is really driven by Jesus' prayer in John 17. In John 17, Jesus prays this unbelievable prayer. Let them, my followers, my future followers, let them be one just as we, just as the Father and the Son are one. It's this incredible prayer that we as human beings, as the followers of Jesus, could have the same kind of unity of union with one another that God the Father has with God the Son. It's, it's, it's a stunning prayer. And yet I believe that Jesus gets what he prays for. So 10 days came out of um, praying into this and just being like, God, this prayer, this John 17 thing is impossible, but I think you're really serious about it. I, Father, I really think you're gonna answer Jesus' prayer. And so coming out of that, 10 days is a strategy to see the Father answer. Jesus' prayer. So during 10 days, we move towards um, an answer to Jesus' prayer by asking the Father to answer. We just come into agreement with Jesus' prayer and we're crying out to heaven. I think if, 
if you're looking at something and you're just saying, this is totally impossible and could never happen, I don't have the strength, I don't know how to bring it about, a logical starting place is, well, let's pray, right? Because God is the one who does the impossible. So if you can't do it, it only makes sense that we'd pray. And I don't think any of us have this in our power. Um, so it's a time of praying for that to be fulfilled, but it's also a time of reaching out to others horizontally. So we're saying, God, we don't know how to make, we don't know how you're going to make us one, but we can at least reach out to our brother and sister, express love, express our need for them, and try to come together for a season uh, to at least position ourselves to receive from you and to learn how to walk in this incredible oneness that Jesus talks about in John 17. So how is 10 days structured? How does it look practically? Well, it's a flexible framework. Um, there's so many ways you can do 10 days. Um, and it merges and blends well with other movements, other gatherings, other things that are happening. I'm going to just give you a few examples of the primary ways we've seen a 10 days organized at a city level. So first of all is a single site model. We call it a city site model. This can be inside or outside, but it's, it's happening in one place that's big enough for the group that's coming together. And oftentimes we'll see 24-7 prayer and worship happening here. We'll often see kind of a high point in the evenings um, with, um, you know, maybe evenings hosted by different groups or different, different parts of the body of Christ in the city. But the point is you're come, everyone's coming together in one common place, whether it's a tent or a church building or a, a public you know, hall, doesn't matter. Um, everyone's coming together and just engaging in, in ongoing worship, prayer, fasting together, all in one place. We've also seen this happen in a retreat context. So not in the midst of a city, but rather a group of people getting out and doing a single side event in a retreat. That's another amazing way to do 10 days. And we've seen incredible moves of God at those type of gatherings. Another way to do 10 days is what we call a multi-site gathering. So in this model, the, the prayer and worship and, and praise moves from place to place within the city. Might be hosted at 10 churches throughout a given area, um, pulling on the unique callings and giftings and anointings of each church that you go to on a given night. So multi-site gatherings can be an incredible way to do 10 days in your city. Maybe you're saying, you know what, I don't think I can get a city, <laughs> but I'd like to do 10 days at some level. And so we encourage people to do a small group gathering. Maybe you're not praying 24-7, but maybe you agree to meet every night um, for two hours for worship and prayer and humbling yourselves before God. That's a totally legitimate way to do 10 days. And we've seen God move powerfully in those small group settings. So another way that people have done 10 days is to kind of take from all of these and basically combine them into one. So it's almost like wheels within wheels. Um, and so that's an incredible way to do 10 days as well. We've actually seen that happen significantly in the state of Connecticut, um, where there would be almost like these overlapping 10-day gatherings happening, some single site, some multi-site, and then the whole state united together as one. So there's a number of different ways to do 10 days. It's really a flexible framework. Um, 10 days is also a tool for city transformation. Um, Second Chronicles 7.14 talks about four criteria um, for God responding. Uh, that if my people 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways that God will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. We have seen incredible stories of transformed cities and regions around the world over the last 20 to 30 years. Incredible testimonies of God moving in specific geographical areas in powerful revival, answering prayer incredibly, um, incredible miracles, healing the land, uh, sometimes even literally. And 10 days is a tool for that kind of city transformation, where a city would really go from um, mostly opposed to God to mostly in favor, like mostly <laughs> in line with righteousness and justice and God's ways. Um, 10 days is something that can bring a massive move of God into your city that leads to transformation of the people, of the land, of the atmosphere, um, of everything about your city. And finally, not to make it too complicated, 10 days is a prayer meeting. It's that simple. It's a 10-day prayer meeting and your whole city is invited. So that is what 10 days is. That's what we're inviting you in.